0: Welcome
1: to another episode of Talk Toby To Me. I'm Jess. And I'm Meg, and we're two sisters that love to talk all things business, mindset, self-development, and everything in between. This is normally part of our weekly phone catch-ups, but hot girls don't gatekeep,
0: so we've decided to bring our combos to you. Hey, Sissy bay. Hey, Boo. How's your week been? It's been really good. I have come back to work on Monday after the greatest break, I feel rested, I feel recharged, I have gone full send and I'm feeling fucking amazing all aspects of life. So Monday I spent the day in the salon like getting stuck back into work for the year and Emily and I had a big meeting where we dove straight back into kicking off our plans of the year so we are building out that retreat for the middle of the year in bali beauty business and mindset for anyone listening even if you're not in beauty the retreat will be so expansive for business owners or people wanting to get in business or anyone struggling with like their mindset around growth it's going to be just a really expansive few days we're also wanting to hire a new staff member that can do in the salon what we don't currently offer so we only do cosmetic tattooing in the salon currently and I get asked all the time like can I book in for a wax or can I book in for a brow tint or a lash lift and I just don't offer that and I never have and I never will personally so we are trying to find the right person Mm. for that to kind of run their own little thing within House of Brows to be able to offer those like bread and butter kind of lash and brow services in our salon we've also kicked off for this year we're going to be running monthly online live masterclasses where i will talk to a topic in business that is going to help the beauty community grow and scale their business so I'm starting with the first masterclass of the year will be on how I transitioned from my side hustle to my full-time beauty. Business. What I hear a lot from students and um, or potential students and mentorship clients is that they're kind of in that like mindset or in that era where they're doing beauty like their tattooing or their beauty business like as a bit of a side hobby and it usually comes down to a lot of like limiting beliefs fear of failure um fear of judgment or just they're scared they're 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 lazy like there's so many reasons but I speak to a lot of potential students and potential mentorship clients that are in that period where they know they want to transition to really making something of their business but for whatever reason, they don't dive into that. So, I'm gonna to talk to that in the first masterclass, which kicks off at the end of the month. So, every month I'll be running a different, um, like a masterclass on a different topic. Super keen for that. Um, Love. Yeah. Um, some of them will be free some of them will be paid Um, the free ones are going to be great like lead generators for our email list so there's a bit of a strategy around that from like my business perspective and then obviously it's going to also help me target those potential mentorship clients because that's something we're really focusing on this year we're also going to launch some new retail products so i'm not going to share too much on that yet but super excited for that so to get back into a bit of e-com this year. Another product that's going to help support my PMU business and my students as well. So there's a few little retail products we're going to introduce this year. And then today... I'm actually recording today in the back room of the salon, so I've moved the setup, which was a whole thing, but anyway, adapt and overcome as we do. So today we are shooting all day in the salon, so we, the girls are getting their makeup done out the front at the moment, and we're going to spend a, few, a couple of hours filming content of each other in the salon for our all our own respective Instagram pages for House of Brows and getting a bit of that, you know those video that video content that you're seeing like circulating around a lot that's like being used as reels and then there'll be like copy over the top and marketing for growing my mentorship side of my business and then the girls it'll be It's called
1: B roll um, doll. <laughs> it's called what? B roll.
0: What does that mean?
1: <laughs> B roll. Like B dash roll. That's like, is that is that the well, actual I don't term? know fucking what it means. I'm googling it right Yeah, now. that's like the what type of content you're talking about. So it's, yeah, right.
0: This is how I'm so out of its main touch with social media. Right? The like B-roll technical. Definition.
1: It's like main footage, but it's that hasn't been used. But like in, in with content creation, people use it for like those short, trendy reels where you put you okay, put so text overlay. Not,
0: Are we all good? Yeah, it's because I was okay, I must have, must have been too far from my router. Okay,
1: so
0: we're like the queens of adapting, honest to God.
1: (coughs) (laughs) If y'all only knew
0: in the background, holy, you just don't even know. (laughs) Um, Okay, so where was I? Yeah, and then after we get that content, we're gonna do a bit of batch reel filming.
1: Who is she?
0: Yeah, I want a gold medal. I want a medal, actually.
1: I think you need a gold star sticker. No. I want a
0: medal because it's a bit, got a bit more <laughs> No.
1: <laughs> okay. Um,
0: so, yeah, that's a bit of me. Um, I'm, I'm guns blazing, guys. I'm, like, going balls to the wall this year, like I always do. But I'm feeling rested, recharged, ready to fucking go.
1: I literally love your body language <laughs> right now. I can't even deal. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was your week,
0: sissy? Um, My like, week. I know... But
1: I'm asking for the pod. Yeah, but you are referring to the last 24 hours. My actual week has been top tier. I've just been in very much like balls deep in sales mode hustling my little tush off in the last week yeah um we've signed up so many new clients in the last few weeks and i'm just fucking so good at sales which is very in line with this episode which we're going to be talking about sales but i've just been yeah doing heaps of sales calls and for um, the
0: listeners what do you think the most impactful things have been that have gotten you
1: to be good at sales knowing how to listen properly
0: No, sorry. I mean, like, what have you done? What events or what coaches or what, like, things have you done that have improved your sales skills?
1: Yeah, but this is the thing. I feel like it's less about the courses and things I've done because I can't really think of, like, a particular course or book or anything like that whilst there's been many of those. Mm. I think the underlying thing that's helped me so much is two things. Understanding the human that is buying – and really learning how to listen properly and being able to connect with them properly and knowing that I have a really fucking good service that's going to change people's life. Mm. And I think when you are so solid in what you are trying to sell, then there's no confidence issues getting in the way of your conversation with the person yeah so we're going to get into that episode um but what else did i get up to i just had one of our girlfriend's birthdays on the weekend which was so fun went back to the tropic the tropic just never misses no it does always it really always doesn't. such a good time and then the only kind of other main thing happening in biz is i've sourced a new email marketing specialist mm. Which is really exciting because there's a, a lot kind of that I want to do with that. And I just haven't really been, up, been able to prioritise the time. So yeah, that'll be changing soon. And then <laughs> the last 24 hours have been a bit of a shit show. But we adapt and overcome. And That is
0: Dead Set,
1: our middle name. Fucking earth. And the, the funny thing is, not funny, but like <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> Like, it just does really – because I was talking to Nick last night because yesterday, like, three quite big things happened in my business that were not –
0: Like, negative things. Or not negative, but, like, spanners.
1: Challenges, yeah. And he was like, it's just testing you. And I was like, 100%. This is just showing, like, where I can see – new opportunities from these things happening Mm. but it just yeah it was funny that it was three things in literally the space of 12 hours and it's
0: also on the back of what you were just saying i actually now where i'm at in life and myself and all of that when because one of the things was happened to both of us um when those things happen to me now i don't even like get bothered by them like yeah. I literally just feel like, oh, okay, well this is just the next challenge. Like I don't yeah. even go get upset or mad or um yeah. like angry or off the rails or anything like that. It's just like this is the next hurdle to overcome and that's just part of the journey. Yeah,
1: yeah, literally. I was thinking like it it is just business and we we've said Um, on like a heap of our earlier episodes about how when you're in business you're just a firefighter because you're just constantly putting out fires which is yeah it's so true but it's just having that mindset where I'm like okay this is opening new doors for new Mm. really exciting things that I maybe wanted to do but like was just I don't know yeah just waiting for the right time and that's exactly what I was just thinking as you were talking
0: is that with like some of these things that happen it's like already we have in the back of our mind that we want to do something or take our business to the next level in a certain way and we're like can't prioritize it right now or we don't have the budget for it right now or we don't have the like it's not on the top of the priority list and then when these things Mm. happen it just like
1: pushes you to make
0: like a change for the better and it's actually a blessing in the end so yeah
1: yeah love it so yeah that's my weekly update what are you grateful for Um, I'm
0: just feeling fucking really happy in every aspect of life. So much. Yeah, like I'm just high on life.
1: Fuck yeah. I'm feeling really grateful for these new challenges because I know from the past, everything that's happened that has challenged me has helped me grow and scale my business further so let's fucking go Someone baby said
0: to me the other day my girlfriend said you'd get, you could get hit by a truck and it wouldn't shake you or something like that that's actually how i feel right now like i literally feel like the worst things could happen and i'd be like
1: yeah uh, well i'm we and- gonna
0: overcome this
1: i feel like um what do you say about like me oh i said
0: wow that is the most avoidant yeah response
1: but i was actually genuinely like there's no point in even being bothered yeah yeah because like i'm just gonna make it fucking work and it's gonna be better than it was before that's even
0: like sorry off air I was just going to say that's even like Dylan and I had like our first argument in like weeks on Sunday night because we were both fucking exhausted. We'd been together for three weeks straight and like I was sick as a dog, about to get my period, whatever. He was exhausted. And then like half an hour in, we were both like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah. I love you. You love me. What's the fucking point of this argument? I was
1: I was thinking about that actually when you said that the other day. Um, I was thinking that's one of the biggest things that I think – Solid relationship has Is the ability to just get over shit quick
0: Yeah because it's not like you're just brushing it under the rug You're actually Maybe this is on air You're not brushing it under the rug You're like I actually love you more than I care about this problem yeah. I, care, I value our happiness more than this fucking And
1: it's yeah the th- Those little things are not anything that's disrespectful to each other That's yes. a different story yeah, yeah. It's always just like little arguments you have about fucking The dishwasher or whatever
0: Yeah <laughs> i got to remember what it was about yeah
1: because I was yeah I was reflecting after that I was like yeah that happens like on the daily and then we just it just doesn't nothing even happens we just literally just like stop talking about it and it's over (laughs) (laughs) so guys today we're gonna do a little recap on the sales seminar that I went to in between Christmas and New Year's whenever it was with Daniel G also
0: what a cool name I'm gonna start calling myself
1: Jessica T (laughs) You Mine doesn't that. have that ring to no, it. Meg T. Megan T. Meggie T. Waka waka. <sighs> I've lost the fucking plot. Yeah. So you're going to get a lot of juice from this to improve your sales, but I'm going to start with a few kind of points that are not as I guess like sales based they still are but and even for those people
0: that aren't in business when Meg and I were planning the pod yesterday and she was taking me through these points I was like fuck these are
1: juicy for anyone yeah 100 yeah and I think every yeah so many more people are actually in sales because even if you're not selling a product or service everyone is always trying to sell their opinion or they're like do you know what I mean yeah yeah and actually I went to dinner
0: with a Dylan and I went to dinner with another couple of friends of mine the other night and my girlfriend was saying oh like I haven't really listened to many episodes because I don't have a business and I was like that is so irrelevant to our podcast I feel like yes we talk about business don't get me wrong but a lot of the themes and like topics that we're talking about are so transferable in terms of like mindset life career whatever relationships yeah
1: yeah 100 so I'm so the first thing that he said was Strangers don't pay your bills unless you sign them up. Mm. And he was talking about just being weird in life and business and that how weird you are is in direct correlation with how successful you are, Mm. particularly in your business, but also in your life and the less fucks you give.
0: Yeah, and on that note, I feel like people, when you're starting, for example, starting a business and you're starting to like sell on Instagram or whatever platform, where talk whatever platform you're selling on, people get so funny about like, oh my god, my followers are gonna think I'm so weird, or my friends are gonna be like, what the fuck is she doing? But those people that are judging that or have something to say about you selling on your platforms, they're not the people that are gonna buy from you anyway. So if mm. you're trying to start a business, and we talk about this in terms of email lists as well, like with unsubscribing, like people unsubscribing to your list, like they are not your qualified buyers and so you're actually if if they unfollow you because they don't align with your content that doesn't matter because they weren't going to buy from you anyway and by showing up and selling in the way that's like authentic to you and your business and like getting your sales message across is going to reach the people that you actually will sell to and that will actually buy from you and that will actually pay your bills so like when you are trying to sell on whatever platform and build a business like the people that are going to buy from you are not going to be the ones judging you so good riddance to the people that are
1: yeah because the people that want to buy from you they want to see you trying to sell to them over and over again until they're convinced yeah they
0: need to be converted from unsure or feeling unsafe in a purchase to feeling really safe in a purchase which takes time and nurturing
1: and yeah and also that's huge feeling unsafe a lot of the time the reasons why for example coaches struggle to get clients this is just one example if they are super inconsistent with posting content the potential client is going to see this coach isn't showing up consistently for their business. So how are they going to get me to show up consistently for my health and fitness goals? Or
0: in the case of business mentorship, how is this coach going to show up consistently for me?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And the other thing that I was just thinking is because you mentioned about your friends and family and stuff and whilst the original thing I said was about strangers, also something he said was that He doesn't rely on... You know how people say, oh, your friends and your family should be your biggest supporters? He was actually saying the opposite. Like, I don't want to fucking have to rely on my friends and families needing to support me. And I was thinking, um, like if I unsubscribe from my friends mailing list or whatever because I know I'm not gonna buy from them, I know that they're not gonna be upset about it because they know I'm not buying from them. Mm. If it's like obviously something where I'm not gonna buy from them, like if I've just done it to support them or whatever, I just, it's just a very different mindset that I have now around it and it's like doing them a favor almost.
0: And I also feel like it's very easy For me to get you to support me in my business because you love me, but it doesn't show any sales skills from my part. So it's almost like cheating in a way. I don't know how to verbalize that better.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, fully. And also like, yeah, your friends and family are like how big of a group versus the billions of people that you should be you know trying to sell to yeah the next thing he said which I fucking loved and this might trigger some people is he was talking about when a challenge comes up in your life or business and you have those people that are how do I say this you know when those people be like oh life is just pushing me in a different like it's telling me not to do that thing Mm. but it's like actually no in business there's going to be fucking challenges every single day and it's those challenges that are going to prove whether you're in that you, or not yeah whether you're going to be successful yeah. or not and i yeah i just loved how he was saying like so many people in this day and age are like oh no oh, it's like a sign that's I life do it it's a sign Yeah, it's a sign from the universe Yeah. but actually like when all this shit happened yesterday i was like this is a sign from the universe that i'm too fucking comfortable right now
0: yeah it's a sign that you need to show that you can do what you've got to do to go to the next level yeah or you've got to push through and the discomfort or you've got to push through the fear or you've got to push through those limiting beliefs or the blockages or the the whatever it is it's stopping you from
1: yeah and it's like testing you after you've maybe said i'm so adaptable and i'm so strong and it's like Mm. this is your opportunity now to actually show that what you say is true and also it's not even a fucking sign that you need to overcome these challenges it's just business you just fucking fucking have yeah Yeah. (laughs) like it's not a sign that's the whole thing the next thing that came up which i was a big one for me because as you guys know we don't have imposter syndrome in 2024 but this seminar was in 2023 (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But anyway, he was talking about how, well, how I wrote this down because I was writing notes like that. I was interpreting them so that they were like specific to me. And I wrote down that I am caring too much about the rate of my progress, rather than caring more about serving other people. And he was saying that's where imposter syndrome comes in.
0: Yeah, so what I'm taking from that is it's actually really selfish of us to have imposter syndrome because we're more worried about ourselves than the people that we're serving and that the lives we can change.
1: Yeah, and that landed so hard for me because I do feel like a bit of, I've put this pressure on myself of late, about the rate, particularly about the rate of the progress that I'm making, which I, it's I guess like a newer kind of, I've never really worried about how fast I get to my goals before, if that makes sense. Little insight into my brain. The last thing that I wanted to bring up before we get into more of like the actual specific sales tips is he said, you can never outperform the person you think you are in your own head. It's like when you say
0: whether you think you can or you can't, you're
1: right. 100%. It's so true. And I see this a lot as well. Mentoring people in their business, they think they want this big new strategy or they want to do all these new things, um, new different sales techniques or whatever it is, but they actually need to do more work on their beliefs Mm. and mindset. Yeah. And like their overall confidence in themselves and where they think they can go because no amount of strategy is going to move you ahead faster than just fucking believing in yourself
0: and that's exactly what remember phil noseworthy from the gary v event he said your business will only grow at the rate that you've done self-development or that your business will only grow to the level that you've done self-development or something along those lines and it's so yeah so you'll only be successful as the amount of self-development you've done which is so it's totally the same same
1: thing 100% yeah and the on the back of that I think it's just another reason to really instill in you guys how important it is to be putting yourself in the right rooms investing in mentors mm. doing the things that you need to do to normalize the next level for yourself because
0: or even just it normalize is, doing growth doing things that contribute to growth because Mm. you need to normalize that before you normalize getting to the next level. You know what I mean? You need to normalize actually doing self-development and doing and actually normalize investing in yourself before you can even normalize getting to the next level.
1: Yeah. And normalize for yourself, like being in rooms where you're the small fish and like because it's so fucking easy to be confident when you're the big fish mm,
0: and actually i know you're the same with me this our, some of our experiences with like group coaching in the past or whatever like we will absolutely both hate being in a scenario where we are the most knowledgeable or the, yeah. the biggest business or whatever like we purposely want to be the small fry so that we yeah. can actually like absorb from the people that we're with
1: yeah 100 like, obviously,
0: we love to give value to other people, which we do, obviously, we aim to do every day in our businesses. So when we're doing, like, when we're investing in ourselves, in our own mentorship or our own, like, whatever the case may be, we purposely want to be the bottom of the barrel. Mm.
1: All right. So let's get into the actual, like, sales tips. Hit me. So like I said at the start, the overarching theme when it comes to being successful in sales is getting really fucking good at just connecting with the human that you're trying to sell to and actually even taking away the fact that you're trying to sell to them and approaching it like you're just trying to understand their problems better because until you can understand their problems on a really deep level, you're not going to have any chance at selling to them. And it was interesting because throughout this whole seminar, he talks a lot about overcoming objections and I've always said to business mentoring clients and just how I kind of sell myself it is I actually try not to have to overcome objections because I believe that you should have already overcome them in the in the conversation before you are pitching to the prospect. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: like you've delved and asked the right questions and done all the things to overcome any objections before you pitch.
1: Yeah, yes. And so I love, and I'm going to share what he kind of, the ways he does overcome different objections because there's three main objections. You've got time, like it's not the right time. You've got I've got to ask my partner or family or whatever. um, And you've got, like, I can't afford it. So obviously they're very common. and A lot of people get a lot of value from being able to overcome those objections. But I think my biggest advice when it comes to sales is that you should be so confident that you've already sold the prospect before you try and actually pitch to them what your offer is
0: and something that I like to instill in all of my mentorship clients is that's very proactive rather than reactive so you're forward planning and understanding that there will be objections and addressing it before they come up and also then it looks less like you are Trying, just to sell. trying to, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And anything we do in business, and that's why we love to optimize and like systemize and all of the things, is because that's proactively avoiding like issues arising rather than constantly having to be reactive to solve problems. So it's just being a little bit more aware of what could come up and handling that prior to it becoming a problem. In any context. Yeah,
1: yeah. The other main thing I'm kinda going rogue off my notes for what Daniel said. Actually Daniel, do you just should I just take your job?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but also this is our <laughs> version, so fuck it. Okay? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um the other thing that I always talk about is when these objections do come up, it's very rarely, if ever, the actual reason why the person is not actually gonna invest in you. So I'll go through each objection, but it's just really important to always have that at the forefront that if someone does give you one of these objections, it's because you haven't shown them a number of things actually. So yeah, we'll go through each of them, each of the three kind of objections, main objections. But before we get into that, it's important to identify actually where you're at in your own business and what your problem is because there's three different issues you can have when it comes to sales. You can have a prospect or leads problem so you're not getting enough leads and something Daniel was saying that I was like fuck more people need to hear this is if you're not getting multiple people inquiring a day you don't have a sales problem you've got a leads problem or
0: well, you could have although, both,
1: but could still well, have you a can't, sales
0: problem but you can't identify that until you have plenty of leads Yeah.
1: <laughs> although actually now that I'm saying that out loud I speak to a lot of people who want more leads but they aren't even able to sell the ones that they do have mm. or they're not even able to get the ones they do have. So, like, say you've got a 1,000 followers on Instagram. They're like, I want 10,000 followers because it's going to give me more people to sell to. Mm. But what we always say on podcasts podcast is if you can't sell to that 1,000, what makes you think you're going to be able to sell to 10,000? So I think it's, <laughs> it's... But also it is a yeah. numbers game. So if you can sell,
0: you're still going to only convert a percentage so having more leads that Meg saying to identify if this is your first problem the more leads you have the more opportunities for conversions you have
1: yeah yeah definitely so the next part of that would be can you actually sell them and then the third part which i think is huge and what i've been talking to a lot of people about is the follow-up because there's it's some i don't know what the actual studies but it's some huge statistic that people I think it's like 85% of people buy on like the eighth follow-up or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so a lot of people are leaving a lot of money on the table by not attempting to follow up with the person and like I get it all the time like we get people who inquire and then a year later sign up because they've been quiet again and now that we have a, a way better follow-up process in place that wouldn't happen Or it would, but we would know that they're going to come back in a year or whatever.
0: It's even like, I think I said this to you yesterday, Meg, when we were planning the pod. It's even like with us, like you and I, who are very comfortable investing into ourselves and our business and we have no hesitation feeling something is right. Like, for example... If I want to invest in something, I don't know where it yesterday, like I'm subscribed right to a couple of different business coaches' email lists, right? And I actually love getting their weekly emails, even though I know I'm not going to purchase that week because it's a good reminder for me for when I am ready. Um, Mm. It's just a little reminder because, for example, it's not that I'm not ready, they haven't convinced me or that I don't think it's the right investment for me. It's that I have, I might have, um, like I might not have capacity because I'm prioritising XYZ at the moment or I've got like an allocated budget for reinvesting in my business and I've already allocated that to something else for this quarter or whatever the case may be. So it's like, even if I'm not interacting with that email or um, purchasing anything from those weekly emails, like I actually want to keep being engaged by them so that when I am ready it's like a kind of a bit of a reminder
1: yes yeah and that's the biggest thing it's you're actually doing the person a favor and anyone else who is sick of seeing your posts or your emails they are not going to buy grown enough yeah to (laughs) unsubscribe or unfollow or mute or do whatever the fuck they want to do yeah but for the people that are wanting to buy and yeah like what you were just saying Jess like even if it's a year from now because we both like there's you wanna invest in like and you know it's gonna be a while until you do it for whatever reason, it's they're doing you're doing them a favor by staying front of mind. Yes. And that's also the same when it comes to diversifying Mm -hmm. where you're marketing your business because it's like whilst for me, for example, my email list is probably the lowest ROI that I would have on, on my marketing. It's a, just another platform where I'm staying front of mind for mm. our potential and you're like nurturing, for our leads. Yeah, and
0: you're not just staying front of mind, but you're actually showing that you are nurturing that lead. Yeah so yeah. you're educating them each week or you're sharing something of some kind of value each week as well as staying
1: front of mind. So that's building yeah. trust with your audience and all of the things. So I think in summary, you have to get really honest with whether you have a lead gen problem or a sales problem. Mm. And you might have both. Yes. <laughs> but,
0: but until um, you're getting tons of new inquiries new inquiries every single day, you won't even know if you have an actual sales yes. problem. Yes,
1: And again, this was another thing that he drilled in in the seminar was if something doesn't work once... It doesn't mean you have a problem with that thing. Mm. If something doesn't work a hundred times, it still might not even mean that you have a problem. It's like you need to have so many reps in the bank to know if, if something, something is or working or not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did say something else about. Um, he was talking about because a lot of people, you know, are afraid to do cold outreach or whatever it is because like, oh, but. You know, what if Bob says, like, oh like you know, they're doing cold outreach, like it's lame or whatever. He said, what are you scared of losing if you message, say, 100 prospects and none of them reply? You never had them to begin Mm. with. And so you don't lose. And so he was talking about, like, you're always in the profit. With
0: that, like, if you never had them in the first place, like, that's a reflection back on you that you need to do something better or different or more as we're talking about here. What do you mean? So whilst you haven't converted any of those hundred people because they didn't reply in this scenario, you are then that's getting reflected back to you that you need to either do it more, do it different, or do it better. So that's actually an opportunity. So you're actually benefiting from still doing that, even if those hundred people don't reply.
1: Yeah, I love that. Love it. it. So let's get into the first objection. We'll talk about, I can't afford it. If someone says they can't afford it, it's because they think they're spending money, not investing money.
0: I absolutely love that sick.
1: Yeah. Because
0: again, we we've talked about this Meg and I said it's like when I know I'm going to drop 30k on only 3 months of my next business coach, yeah. I it doesn't even phase me because I know it will take me from six-figure quarters to six-figure months. So
1: yeah. that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, 100%. And we were talking about this when we were planning the podcast because, and I was saying like the first, and I'm sure, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but the first business coach that I invested in, it was so scary and and, and made me feel a little dysregulated. But like, obviously I knew it was the right decision. Whereas now it's like, we don't even bat an eyelid because mm. we know that we're investing that money it's not even like it the thought of it being a lot of money is not even a thought mm. if that makes sense yes
0: no 100% because we know the return that we are going to get on that because we have given ourselves so much evidence of that in the past
1: yeah like the reason for not doing it at a certain time is is never about the money it's always about like you know if we're doing other things in the business or like it's just a, a yeah yeah So all three of these objections have a very similar, I guess, solution. Ideally, you want to not have objections because you've listened so well and you've really understood their pain points so hard that you have built that trust with them and shown them the investment. But if the objection does come up for money and it was very similar for the other two, it's essentially first acknowledging and validating what they're saying even if it's not true so even if you know for a fact that they do have the money it's validating that they whatever they've said and it goes back to our episode about negotiate actually it wasn't about yeah, that's negotiate, the, it was the book yeah, yeah so we did a, the episode on our top five business books or whatever it was and it goes back to what we said in that about mirroring what they've said so using the last few words what they've said in your first sentence so it's really about first validating what they say because a lot of people will make the mistake of just going oh but this or oh, that and it's then that person's going to put their wall up and they're going to feel like you're attacking them. And they're not going to feel heard. So it's first about making them feel heard. And then he was saying that if it's not like a fuck yeah, I'm keen, it's just like I'm going to do it in say three months or six months or 12 months. Like for example, us with the mentors that we want to work with, we're like it's a fuck yeah and it's not right now, but we know when it's going to be. So if it's like that, you don't know, it's like they, it is genuinely just kind of an excuse that they're saying because you haven't overcome those objections initially. You wanna find out what the real reason is, right? And so to do that, you wanna first validate how they're feeling so that you don't look like you're just trying to sell them. And then second, you wanna ask something like, I'm just gonna try and like, kind of give you guys a bit of a script. But obviously, you need to adapt it to the situation. But let's say you said, if it's not a fuck yeah right now, then it's probably not going to be whenever it is that you're ready, whether that's three months, six months, 12 months. So can you tell me a little more about what you're still hesitant about or uncertain about so that when it is the right time, you know that it's going to be a fuck yeah or not? Because if it's not right now, it's not ever going to be. So you're kind of like breaking down that wall like you're showing them you're not going to try and push them into the sale anymore but you just really want to understand what the true reason is that they're still uncertain about Mm. and it was really interesting because like before I went to this I actually noticed that like I do that naturally because I started it was it was only actually a few months ago I started just trialing saying to leads on calls if they did say it was a money thing I'd say something like can I ask because usually like I've done a lot of these calls usually when someone says it's a money problem it's actually not and what I took from Daniel's seminar is to validate that first which I wasn't doing Um, but this still kind of worked for me anyway, it's usually that you still have questions or you're still uncertain about something. And if you don't ask, you will never know. And so whilst like, obviously there's no pressure for you to join or anything like that. I just want to really understand better what you're still unsure about so that I can help. Because Mm. if you don't ask, you don't know. And I think the way I was kind of saying it, it makes people feel really comfortable to be able to go, okay, yeah, true. She's not going to, try and shove this thing down my throat yeah Yeah. but she does actually genuinely want to help so the next objection is if they need to like consult with their partner that's like a very common one particularly I don't know about in your industry but particularly in the fitness industry or like for ongoing coaching services I've obviously never had it with mentorship clients because usually they're just fucking keen to rip in and I loved what he said about this because he said in the call you weren't the authority so they need someone else to be so say you're speaking to a woman and she's like i need to talk to my husband about it you didn't make her feel like you were the authority and you were a safe investment for her and so she's now going to speak to someone who she sees as the authority and who can make that decision for her and I, this is huge because I always talk about to like mentorship clients if because a lot of the time, uh, like I've listened back to a lot of my clients' um, sales calls and stuff. And one of the biggest things that I see is they're not direct enough in giving the solution for the, the lead. So they, instead of saying, this is what I think you need, they will go, okay, so what do you want to do? What do you mm. think? Which option do you want? But if someone's coming to you for coaching, for example, for anything really, it's because you're the, supposed to be the expert in that field. And so they, whether they act like it or not, they want you to make a decision for them because that is showing them that if, they can, if you can make a decision for them, then what else can you do for them? Mm.
0: And also as an expert, you should be able to identify the best solution for your
1: client. Mm. And the biggest change I've made in my marketing... In the last probably year, the biggest and the most transformative change is simplifying everything for the consumer Mm -hmm. because so many, if you give them 10 different options, then it's just going to, they're going to get into that analysis by, uh, paralysis by analysis. Like Mm -hmm. it's just confusing. Whereas I know personally, when I get on a call with someone, I want them to say, this is what you need. I can hear these are your problems and I want to know obviously that they're speaking directly to my problems, not mm. the ones that they've come up with. That's another big yeah. thing. Like I'll listen to a lot of calls and they the lead will be saying, you know, I want to lose fat and the coach will be saying, no, actually you need to eat heaps of calories. Like you haven't built that trust with them yet to be able to do that. You need to get them in the door first to then show them what they really need. And to get them in the door, you need to speak to what they think they need. Correct. And so, sorry, I've gone on a bit of a tangent, but really simplifying your offers, the way you communicate those offers, um, and yeah, like just the different options will make a world of a difference. Because and another thing I heard from someone else was like, don't give the person the details of the offer unless they ask for it specifically. Because people will be, like, on board and ready to sign up. And then you'll go, okay, so these are all the inclusions. And then that's when their logical brain starts kicking in. And then they go, oh, well, actually, I don't have time to do all that stuff. I don't – I didn't want to – and that's when all the questions come up. When they didn't even care for the inclusions at all, that you'd already sold them. And now you've just fucked that sale by overcomplicating it. Mm -hmm. So I guess, like, the way to overcome that objection, if you do still get to it, is – He was saying, like, to ask them, like, are you doing this for yourself? Because if the answer is no, then obviously that's still going to be an objection. But if they say, yeah, like, I'm doing this for myself. And then, again, it comes back to the same kind of solution where he was saying, like, okay, well, in the time frame of when you, you know, you speak to your husband and you work out if it's the right thing for you, what is it that you're still a little bit skeptical about so that I can... Because if, you know, if you're trying to explain to your husband the reasons why you should do it and then your husband's asking these questions and you don't you're not sure you're not gonna be able to give him those answers so what is it that you're still unsure about or uncertain about so that I can help you um get super clear and and then Mm. you can go away and speak to your husband so again it's validating that they do want to speak to the husband even though we know it's just a you know quote-unquote excuse and then it's still getting to the bottom of the real reason
0: yeah I love
1: that so the third one is about time. So whether it's I don't have the time or it's not the right time, the kind of two different objections, but similar kind of solution. Again, what I was saying about not overcomplicating your pitch and not, not explaining all the details and stuff of, this, of the, the offer, the lead doesn't need to know what they have to do. To get the result all they care about is can you get them the result mm. and the more of those details you're giving them the more it's showing them how much time they have to invest and of course there's a piece of that where you don't want people who think they can just come in and do nothing and get the result however i think a lot of people will just shoot themselves in the foot by making the process sound so overcomplicated and daunting Because obviously when you're an expert in that field, it's not overcomplicated, it's not daunting to you. But when you're explaining it to them of all the things they have to do, that's when they'll start to go, fuck, I don't have the time to do this. I love that. That just landed so hard for me. And then the it's not the right time. Again, same solution. We kind of spoke about this earlier, how it's just like, if it's not a fuck yeah right now, or it's not a fuck yeah, but in insert specific date that you're going to start then it's never going to be because they're actually just not sure yet that the service is right for them so it's just again validating how they feel and then trying to get to the real reason and when they can see you're not trying to push that sale onto them anymore that's when the walls will come down and they will open up and i have hundreds of like pieces of evidence of this so even if you guys want to fucking slide into the dms i love this shit so You can message either of us and we can help. We trust you found value in this episode. I feel like we're on
0: fire today, sis. Yeah,
1: I love that. We'd really
0: like you guys to do us a favor. And if you're on Apple, please leave us a review. And if you're on Spotify, please tick the five stars because it really helps us grow this podcast. It really shows us that we are on the right track, giving you great value, and it helps us uh, build the resources to get on better guests, um, and do all of the things to really give you the best value in these episodes.
1: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at pod and you can find our anonymous form for our big sissy advice episodes in our bio. Thanks Love you, for listening.
0: Bye. Love you. Bye. bye.